Wednesday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. I'm your other host. I'm Chris Henry from the EAA Aviation Museum. And Chris, they're getting all kinds of annoyed up there and all kinds of bumps and booms and Gosh, if only any of this, if only any of this matched the, uh, <laughs> what actually happened. Um, yeah, you've actually pulled the transcripts, right? Yeah, yeah, it's complete. This is not how it was. I mean, they, they worked. They they did get up to the part with the helium burst disc. That was one of the things that they were wondering about. And at the at the at this point in time, they didn't have to worry about the what what happened with the burst disc uh, inside the descent stage of the lunar module. Uh, of course, the the hypergolic fuel. Uh, once the two the two chemicals mix, they you know ignite or combust, and they uh, they work in the chamber. But to push that hypergolic fuel into the into the reaction chamber, uh, they use helium, and it's super cooled helium. And what happens with you know with anything else like when you when you let something boil away from a liquid to a salt to a uh, to a gas, it's going to expand, and it'll expand past the limits of the tank. Now normally. Uh, a lunar module would be on the surface of the moon when the when the tank finally burst, but in here it's in the middle of outer space. And what they were really worried about was the uh, the burst disk uh, releasing all that helium at once, and it's a huge volume. Uh, they were worried that it would act, you know, as it would be a, an action that the uh, system would react with the counteraction, just like Newton had uh, predicted, and push them all over the place. But fortunately, it dispersed inside the descent stage and didn't really affect their uh, their trajectory any. Uh, and the way they present it here is like, you know, what the hell was that kind of a thing? And that didn't happen. That wasn't that wasn't the way it was. And uh, the other major the other major piece of this minute, while uh, they're looking around, is uh, Jim Lovell getting angry. And uh, Tom Hanks makes a more angry Jim Lovell than I think Jim Lovell could ever be. He's <laughs> He's, Jim Lovell is perhaps one of the nice humans on the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, he's the yeah. nicest guy. And uh, I mean, the most, the most, uh, I think you could say he would be irked. It would be the most, he might be, he might be irked. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's, uh, uh, we, I, I had actually uh, interacted with him on getting him on an earlier part of this, uh, this show, and he said no, but in the nicest way possible. That made it sound like you know he's just was. He was sorry that my, you know, my life wasn't going well, and that I need, <laughs> I couldn't be on the show. Yeah, he basically was telling me, "I'm really sorry, I can't be on the show." But maybe, you know, if you check with Fredo, he could probably be on your show and do. Th you know, he's very, he's always trying to suggest a solution. I was like, "I'm, I'm sorry, I asked." You know, it's, it's not that important. That you're on the show this early. It's fine. So maybe we'll have you on later. And is that but, what you yeah. thought we wanted him to do every episode? Yeah, he, he was like, "I can't do every episode." <laughs> yes, I, I really don't have time for this. But you might ask Fred; he might have some time. I'm like, "No, that's not what it meant." So I felt really bad, but hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to to uh, solve these things before before the show ends. We've got a half an hour left of the show. <laughs> um, but let me, actually, let me read you this. And if and I, I, we've we've said this many times before, but the place to go on this, if you want to get the real story about Apollo 13 and how it went, minute by minute, second by second. Uh, if you go out to uh, the NASA history office, history.nasa.gov, 
There's the Apollo Flight Journal that has a complete transcript of everything that went on from the ground to the to space and back. And there's also a running commentary of explaining what they explain everything from birth disks to what they meant by uh, referencing old radio programs. Uh, you know, in history, uh, Jim, Jim Lovell mentioned something about Amos and Andy, and they have to explain who Amos and Andy were. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's extremely thorough. If you love this kind of stuff, like 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 Chris and I do. Go out to the Apollo Flight Journal, but I'll read. This is this is coming from hour one twenty six, uh, or uh, yeah, one hundred twenty six hours six minutes and forty seconds. Uh, Jim Lovell says Houston Aquarius, and Vance Brand responds, "Go ahead, Aquarius." And then uh, Jim says, "Vance, we've we've got to realize that we're going to establish a we've got to establish a work rest cycle up here, so we just can't wait around." to just read procedures all the time up to the burn. We've got to get them up here, look at them, and then we've got to get the people to sleep. So take that into consideration when you get ready to um, send up the pads, the uh, you know the procedures manual. And then Vance responds, I know, Jim, we're, we're very conscious of that. We, we should be ready to go in about five minutes. That's all I can say right now. Stand by. And Lovell says, okay. Ah. And then the, <laughs> so that was... That, so, so that is ticked for Jim Lovell. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I, I, I think they had to play it up in the movie because nobody believed that Jim Lovell's that cool. You know, that it's to convey that he was annoyed or getting, you know, just short, I guess. Not really, you know, ticked, but uh, I guess that's maybe why they portrayed it that way. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just. <sighs> that, it's hard to tell. I, I tell you what, when, when, when we've gone through this, you know, I always whenever um when we've gone through this movie and, and, and other movies whenever there's like a misstep where it's like well you know this is a composite character or whatever because it was, he's a storytelling i never really got it i was always like why didn't you just tell the real story you know yeah on this part of it i of this film i actually get it because it's you've 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 got a brief sliver of time to say hey he's getting kind of antsy and a little ticked and they're they're He's almost siding with Jack, who, you know, this whole time Jack had been, you know, the one that's maybe a little vocal. And suddenly, you know, Jim is sort of sharing some uh, apprehension, you know, and uh, even though in real life it didn't quite happen that way. But in Jim Lovell talk, that transcript is kind of annoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost shouting. <laughs> yeah, for Jim, for, for Captain Lovell it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, and it's. You know, you have to. This is written for. It's not written for, for space space geeks like us. It's written for a general audience, and this is how this is how you show it. You know, it's. Yeah. I mean, the the lem is making all kinds of squeaking noise. It's, it's like you're watching Titanic and the Titanic sinking and it's making the <laughs> sound. Yes, yes. So you're like the ship's coming apart and all. You know. And I, I I will say one thing. This movie had this movie helped get so many people, into the history of spaceflight and into current spaceflight. I mean, think about between this movie and the right stuff, how many space enthusiasts were probably, you know, got their, their, their flame ignited through. Oh through yeah. Yeah. Films, I mean, this you know? is, you know, this is the, uh, the space version of the young Eagles. It's just one of those things that you, you hit it as a kid. I, how, yeah. I, so many people watch this in middle schools and, you know, every, I keep hearing it. This was the go-to that you just showed it whenever, you know, whenever you want to show kids something and it's, you know, I wanted to see a safe movie that was, that was STEM oriented and all that, but it has, a, it has such a great story and it makes you feel like, gosh, these, 
these are human beings. I could do this. I'm a human being. I, could, <laughs> I, I might be able to do some of this stuff. I always liked uh, in an interview we had. Uh, I, I think he did it on like a on a uh, like a, a extended pre, uh, items disc, you know, for the the series. But and uh, when we did the interview with Mark Harmon, he mentioned uh, um, he was like after a couple days of being on the set, you know, and you're going through everything and you're sitting in this mock-up of the command module. He goes, after a couple of days, you're like, you know, yeah, I think I can kind of fly this thing, <laughs> you know? And uh, he goes, of course you can't, you know, but, uh, um, but yeah, I totally, uh, you know, totally, yeah. totally get it. Yeah. You get, you get the muscle memory of it. I mean, I, yeah. I've been on, I've been on, I do not have a pilot's license, but I've, I, working for British aerospace, I get to sit in a lot of different kinds of simulators and I, I know I can't fly a, a BAE-146, but I sure do know how to start it and taxi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I could do. I know where the switches are, and it's you know, and and it, it, like everything else, if you have the right checklist and if you know what you're supposed to see when you do certain things, I don't know. Like I don't have the background for it possibly, but I think you could you could learn the muscle memory of <laughs> to get, yeah. to get it to space. You know, um, Jim, I wanted to ask something, and I don't know if we we did this in an earlier episode or not, so I apologize if we did, but, um, uh, you know, we're 108 episodes in now here. Uh, where did you first see this movie? Let's see. Uh, it was 1995. I saw it at the Apple Blossom Mall in Winchester, Virginia, and uh, I took... Uh, I took my son and my daughter to it, and uh, my daughter was was okay with it. My, it it really put the hook in my son. My son had the had the poster of it later. He he got one of that was one of his first movie posters, and uh, it was it was really something to see. I mean, I, I just I uh, my friend uh, my friend Mark had been on the set at Universal and had seen Tom Hanks filming it, and. When he told me about that, he told me the year before that it had come out uh, when they were filming there, and he told me that he saw Tom Hanks and Ron Howard was making the movie. And really, there weren't any other, I mean, other than the right stuff, there really weren't many good movies about space. And even the right stuff is a little bit, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit romanticized. And I heard about them doing Apollo 13, and I thought, oh, I hope it's not going to be like... You know, it wasn't going to be some kind of a space cowboy thing. Not that space cowboys was a bad movie. It's a you know, it's a simple pleasure. But I was hoping people aren't going to understand, and they're, maybe they're going to be screaming and whining and crying. You know, and I, I can I I could picture being overly overdone, uh, a little bit a little bit like like uh, like the right stuff on steroids. But <laughs> yeah. it, you know, and then when I went and saw it, and it was you know the beautiful James Horner score, and seeing. Seeing the Apollo that I saw when I was my son's age, you know, seeing it in the, I saw Apollo 10 and I saw, I saw them putting together Apollo 11 and the size of the things when you're standing in, you're standing in the vehicle assembly building and it's 38 stories tall and it's really hard to get a, it's really hard to get a picture on the scale of it until you notice people up in the upper floors. Wow. And, and, you know, I was a little, I was like, I was a nine year old kid when, when, when Apollo 10 went up. And this movie, when you see the you know, at the beginning of it, when you're seeing with Roger Corman is there and they're they're looking over the side of the uh, and they're putting the the S4B into the S2, uh, that it, it captured that feeling. And much like um, 
I hear this a lot from, and I'm sure you do, Band of Brothers. When you're seeing Band of Brothers, uh, it was a lot like World War II. From from what I hear from from people who were you know people yeah. my dad's age who were combat veterans that was what it was like it was constant yeah. mayhem and then a, a whole lot of boredom a lot of <laughs> yeah. not doing anything and then all of a sudden kaboom 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 everything's going on around you and I, I get the feeling like Ron Howard's work in this he made he he took the stuff that was in uh, Jim Lovell's book and put any and you know in other books like Andrew Chaikin's uh, book. Uh, I think that, you know, he, he captured all that and captured the way it felt when you went there and you saw these towering ships. There's, I mean, you know, even, even today, you've, you've seen, you've seen the, uh, the Saturn V's at, you know, at Huntsville and, and Houston and, and in, at the Kennedy Space Center. The sheer magnitude of how big all those things are. And, you know, in, in, at the Kennedy Space Center, you walk all the way down to the very end where you finally see the teeny tiny little command module and you think wow people went a quarter million miles into space and then back and they lived and they didn't do it once they you know it's uh you know 24 24 men went to the moon on this little ship at the at the at the tip of a gigantic rocket and and the idea of being able to do that and in the case of jim lovell doing it twice <laughs> getting, on, yeah. getting on it and doing it again um that you know ron howard captured all that in this film and yeah, he gets a little overboard with, you know, like Fred Hayes going, what was that? Of course, Fred Hayes would know what that was. It was a <laughs> helium burst disc. He, you know, he, he knew every inch of that ship. But for the purposes of the film and for drama and for general audiences, they add that in. So things like that are forgivable when it gets, it gets the idea of the magnitude of what it was like back then and how by the time this was going on when they were when they were a couple hours out from uh, from reentry the whole world was watching the whole world stopped the whole world was was waiting to see what would happen and uh you know it's it's great to, that you can you can pop this disc into uh you know a dvd and or if you've got it on streaming or anything like that you push the button and you're back there right again and i think that's the best thing about this movie yeah um, so that's my gush for the movie. <laughs> no, that's, that's fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. And I mean, you must. I I would imagine, like, you know, you've you've been an air traffic controller. When you see a movie like Pushing Ten, you say, well, some of that's true, but some of it's way, <laughs> way, way, way off. So, yeah. so Pushing Ten, we always like to say. Uh, um, so John Cusack went to a actual ATC college and learned the phraseology. Yeah, so that he didn't sound like uh, you know out of place, and he's you know doing it. Um, so he sounded pretty good. He still messed up something, but uh, um, and, and we of course got on it all the all the time, you know. But uh, very very small thing, but uh, um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, you you nitpick it like yeah yeah every, oh, every, well every, every yeah everybody no matter what job you're in yeah. you know you know what that's like. I mean yeah, and, 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 well, I, I will tell you the part that's accurate in that movie. I know we're getting off on a tangent on another movie, but uh, um, the there's a scene where they come out of the radar room and they all put their sunglasses on. Um, you know that is absolutely true, and it's not because they're trying to look cool. You spend so much of your day in a dark room, uh, so that when you come out, oh yeah, the light, you must feel like a, like like a cave fish, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you feel like a fan, you know. I never saw what the floor in the Traycon looked like. I couldn't even tell you there was a floor in there. I mean, it, it was always in submarine mode, you know. And, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so I uh -huh. saw this movie first time with my uh, my parents. 
and I'll never forget my mom, uh, who's not a you know diehard airplane nut or anything like that. I mean, um, but she you know she lived through this time, and um, my mom got emotional at the liftoff scene. I remember that, and that is a, that is my takeaway from seeing this movie in the theater was my mom being emotional at that liftoff. And um, I don't know if it just brought back so many memories or, you know, and I never really asked her about it, but, but I, I remember her getting teared up at that. And then uh, and then in high school, about, oh, probably about two years later, I got mono. And, um, oh. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and uh, my dad brought it home for me on VHS. It had just come out on VHS. Oh, wow. And uh, I probably watched it three or four times while I was laid up with mono there. So well, yeah, just, just were, were the, uh, were, were, were the uh, magnets. <laughs> exactly. Okay, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Help me get through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's funny how, how much this, like you said, when, when you talk with different people who are in the space business, this is such a touchstone. This is such a, yeah. you know, it's the thing, that, it's the thing that if you want to make another movie about the space program, it better be as good as Apollo 13. Cause if it, if it isn't, nobody's going to like, it. I mean, yeah. you watch, it, you watch this and then you watch gravity and I, I gravity just sets my teeth on edge. It's so, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, well, I mean, it, it's very pretty, but it's so, uh, well, and even movies, you know, when we looked at First Man, I mean, yeah, um, it, 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 it was good, but it wasn't Apollo thirteen. <laughs> like yeah, I think yeah. we went in hoping it was going to be Apollo 13's, uh or Apollo 11's sort of treatment to that, you know, and uh, or of that, and um, it wasn't that, you know, it no. was something much different, and. I think for a lot of it, I think people walked away with saying, like, we wanted to see, that's what they wanted to see. They wanted to see the rockets. They wanted to see, I mean, Apollo 13, almost the entire, just about the entire movie takes place either on or right near a rocket or a spacecraft. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, we all, like, astronauts are human beings. We all know that. And. I think uh, From the Earth to the Moon covered that in a couple of different episodes, the episodes about the astronauts' wives and, and going through divorces and things like that. And there's there was a lot of, and, you know, individual stories like Al Shepard dealing with Meniere's disease and being, you know, pulled off the program and all these down times. But I didn't get an uplifting feeling from First Man. I, I you know, you can't, you wanted to come away from there feeling hooray. And instead it was like, oh, gosh, he he was such a broken fellow and you know yeah. he, you know and it's like you know it it there there there's there's probably a lot of truth in it but it just it was such a downer it was not, you know you were expecting Apollo 13 and instead you got yeah well you got first man so it just I blame it that they didn't have James Horner mu- music I think that was the problem was hmm yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know just yeah I just I, I wanted more out of it and it, and it wasn't there I, I think the I think the Apollo 11 story that was told in from the earth to the moon was um, much more, at least uplifting and insightful. I, yeah. I don't, I, you know, there are movies that can make you feel down, but I just, I don't want that in a space movie. I just, I want to know what's, I, I want to know what they did to overcome things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and we, we get that in spades here. This is a, I mean, this is such a great uh, film for understanding how to, how to do problem solving. It's, it's real, you know, we, we've talked about the MacGyver aspects of it all, but there's, this whole idea about teamwork and things. What I like about this movie are the heroes are celebrated for their intelligence. 
Yeah. You know, there's nobody, you know, of course, getting beaten up or anything like that in this movie. It's, you, you know, the these guys are heroes. They're amazing, and we're we're celebrating their their brain, not their, you know, actions otherwise or something like that. It's their it's their leadership, wisdom, knowledge, skills, uh, aviators. Uh, I think that's cool, and I think we need more of that. Yeah, and, and you know, the the idea of it's not just them going to the. It's like their fam, what their families had to go through as part of this they were working as a team i mean you see that with jim and marilyn and they were they were such a they were such a team and gosh marilyn had to suck it up so much to to be you know to, to imagine listening to your spouse on the, on the radio and you yeah. don't know if you're listening to their last words it's ah it it's just it's terrifying um but i i'm glad that they they told all parts of that story yeah um, yeah same here yeah. So anyway, I think I don't think we've gone afield. This is pretty much where the yeah. where the minute is, and uh, so we end with uh, uh, Jim Lovell telling them that you're going to do this and you're going to get it right, and uh, and things are things are going to start working out. I feel by the by the end I, of the week, things should get better. I will say that you know the, his 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 make believe anger in the movie is it's at least still somewhat in the it's in the tone it's in the spirit of what really got said. It's yeah, you know it's it's in the ballpark. Let's put it that way. I don't. Yeah, let's it's say not that, like the fight scene that, that that occurred earlier in the movie. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's know. it's it's not what it's not what Captain Level said, but it was it's it's what he meant. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely what he meant. And I'm sure Vance Brand and I'm sure uh, Glenn Lunny knew when he, when they were hearing him in the speakers, they knew what he was really saying. They, they had their they had their codes and their their short things. So uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, it the the sentiment is there if you know if not the actual the actual words which you should as once again Apollo Flight Journal out there at uh, history.nasa.gov it's well worth a read um, if you have a lot of spare time which some people do as we're recording this it's just uh, get it and you're looking for something to to really dive into that is that is something you can take a really deep dive on and uh, you can even skip ahead and find out the good parts that are coming up. Uh, anyway, for, for folks who are uh, listening in and want to talk back with us about their own personal experience, yeah, it would be interesting to find out where you first saw Apollo 13, what you thought of it when you first saw it. Uh, let us know out on social media, always at Facebook on Apollo 13 Minutes Mission Control or on Twitter at Apollo 13 Minute. Visit us at the big site, Apollo13Minute.com, to pick up any of the previous 107 minutes of the show. There's lots of it out there, so you can you can keep catching up. We're, again, we're less than a half an hour before the end of this show, so please come uh, catch up with us. Uh, and thank you again for uh, subscribing. Uh, so many people have, have signed up on places like uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And, uh, we see the numbers go up and down, and they seem to be going up lately, so I appreciate that. And we, we do thank you for listening and, and telling your friends about us. Uh, it looks like we're coming up on uh, Lost of Signal in about 30 seconds, so we'll see you here tomorrow as uh, we progress closer to Earth uh, right here on the Apollo 13 Minute. Mm-hmm.